I feel like you can try to talk about episodes like this is the one where and I don't know what I would say like this yeah. is the one where there's a lot about pain this and is the one with Ellen and yes that's it cool oh this is the one where Tori both gives Gaius Volta pleasure and pain at the same time Indeed. where there's a very misleading photo that made me think more exciting things would happen but I wasn't I also was okay with it well also I think more exciting things would have happened if those guys didn't rush in because true they were like actively breaking into the room and she was still trying to go down on him so. yeah I feel like um we should start because we've already started we've already started okay great you cannot play God, then wash your hands of the things that you've created. Sooner or later, the day comes when you can't hide from the things that you've done anymore. Welcome back to another week of Beers, Beats, and Battlestar Galactica, where we, your co-hosts Kaylee and Lisa, take you through the sci-fi original series Battlestar Galactica, episode by episode, and this one is a nothing burger. This one is an episode. It's an episode. For sure, an episode of television. This week, we are talking about season three, episode four, Escape Velocity, which just there was a roller coaster of emotion as we saw the writer and director of this episode pop up on our first watch. So and written by Jane Espenson, one of our faves, you know it, we know it, and directed by Eddie Edward James Olmos, who we love in every capacity except generally as a director he wasn't as bad in this episode no it and wasn't it wasn't as weird of an episode as he usually gets ronald d moore actually said he likes eddie's directing that's very nice should we talk about our beers right you quick? should i have no idea what i'm drinking i Just, have no idea what we're drinking you either. poured a cup for me <laughs> and i started to drink it because it was necessary yes Life is very stressful right now, everybody. I am it's stressful and it's hot. A few days away from leaving the country to get my visa, I hope. Or otherwise my life is thrown into turmoil and has changed forever. Cross all your fingers. Please don't do that. Except maybe by the time this airs, you'll have your results already. I think by the time this airs, I'll have my result already. Um, but very scary thing. You actually have to give all your social media profiles to the U.S. government now. So that's fun. Yay. Not stressful at all. So I shouldn't blow up your social media with like... Terrorism stuff? No, probably <laughs> not. I was going to say like... Um, Anti-Trump propaganda? Also, no, I was going to say something like Gaius Baltar fanfic. Oh, that's fine. Okay, cool. I don't think that... I think we've got a pro-Gaius Baltar government here. Is that right? Like, I I, I just I feel don't know like that's Trump would bad. like him. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> there are probably some kind of parallels there, but I think Gaius... He's a fracking idiot, but he's much, much smarter than Trump, and Trump doesn't like that. To all the U.S. government officials listening, I, that, I do not endorse this message. <laughs> I do not endorse it. Lisa is proud to be... I'm proud to be American under this administration. It's fine. <laughs> I agree with everything. Everything. Do you agree with the statement that was just made hours previous on Twitter where Trump said that the moon is part of Mars? Kaylee, why are you going to do this to me? <laughs> do you want me to be kicked out of your fucking country? 
<laughs> Did that actually happen? It actually happened. Oh God! He yelled at he yelled at NASA for wanting to go to the moon because that was so fifty years ago, and said they should be focusing on Mars, of which the moon is a part of. Something like that. Are you sure wow. you you could just stay in Paris? Like I'll miss you, but if you just <laughs> get to Paris and you're like, oh. Oh, why did I move to America? I wouldn't blame you. Yeah, I just I have a I have a lot of plants here. <laughs> I don't know if I could leave I got them commitments. behind. <laughs> <I got> commitments. <laughs> you gotta take that shit with you. There's laws. <laughs> All right, tell me about the beers. All right. Um. Well, as we previously discussed, this is kind of a nothing episode. So I had a really hard time picking out. Anything appropriate? Wasn't there anything with the nothing nothing burger beer? There no, was not. I one. looked hard for a nothing burger beer. Yeah. Um. I ended up with a couple of double IPAs. So we have Lush from Frost Beer Works uh, in Vermont. Okay. Which I guess I got for Chief because I feel like he drinks a lot. What? Lush? Like yeah. L-U-S-H? Like he's a Lush. Oh, see, when I think of lush, I'm like luscious. Like, oh, lush. Ooh, well, lush. let's ha- let's That's be luscious for Tori. Is there any more of lush that? for Tyrrell? There is not. I need my drinks. There is another whole nother beer, I'm not, though. I'm not finished. I'm whole not finished Um, and then we also have uh, log out, which I got for Lisa because I think she wants to log out of this episode. <laughs> I do. Correct. Also, it seemed like like Chief or Ty keeps asking Six, like, can you turn it off? Like, can you log out? Yeah, cool. Something I got like it. that. I got it. You did great. Thank you did great you. with what you had. I tried, Congratulations. I tried really hard. This is a Stillwater Artisanal. Wow, that sounds super fancy. Well, that's just, that's like the, compa- the company. Uh, artisanal is a word that sounds way better with an American accent. Do you think? Artisanal. That sounds so much better. No, I disagree. Oh, my Listeners God. who aren't biased against their own accents, because both of us clearly are, <laughs> tell us what sounds better. No, anything with ours is just, like, better in American, because you actually say them. But some art, artisanal sounds like some hipster made-up bullshit, and artisanal sounds like the real deal to me. <laughs> sure. I can't British figure, people, what do you think? I can't figure out where this is from, but Who I'm cares? sure it's going to be delicious. I'm sure it will be. Just whack it there on the shelf next to <laughs> Buffy. Sure. <laughs> All right, let's get into this beat by beat because we're going to run out of beer. Yeah, this Here, was a... It you, was You pour because I'm going to have to talk. I've, we only have... This is the problem with doing it on the bed. <laughs> That's what she said. Built beer on the mic, but I'm sure it's not. That's all, that's time. very on brand for us. A lot of studios keep saying that we can record in them, but then beer. Oh, can we not bring beer to studios? I think we can, but it's at our own risk. And really, do either of us have the money to afford that? Mm. And do we have a great track record? We do not. <laughs> so One of us ends up wearing beer every episode. Maybe if we bring a sippy cup, we can do it. We'll see. That is. Is that too embarrassing? No. Okay. We don't even have to show anyone. It'll just be... No, I think if we go out of our way to purchase sippy cups to drink beer in <laughs> because we cannot trust ourselves, then we have to photograph that and share it with the world. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Just as long as no one in my office sees it. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of... I mean, the bed is complicated, but I, I kind of like our setup. I do, too. I was actually... I say this a lot. Actually, shout out to Anna, who was like... I just think companies... 
that make, I don't remember the amount that she said, uh, they should have a good quality podcast and then said that our bed podcast is way better in terms of sound and production value. So thanks, Anna. Thanks, Anna. Thank you so much. Much appreciated. Yeah. And um, on it, like, honestly, sometimes I agree with that. Yeah. I listen to some of these professional podcasts. And we like, sound pretty good. I get that we, at least for now, have the luxury of recording in the same room and we're not like phoning in from across the country. But um, I think we do. I think we do. All right. These mics are surprisingly good. Like Tom had super fancy mics, but I feel like it's a very different sound in the old episodes. This is mm. definitely more like direct to mic sound, uh, which we sort of have to do with Brooklyn. Yeah, it seemed like you had a much more like we, we open had, oh, kind of a goodness. Melia and Tom had their beautiful apartment and we sat at a table facing each other with a microphone table. stands and a producer. And Tom, whose birthday it actually is today. Happy birthday, Tom. Happy birthday, Tom. Used to go and get our beers for us. Ugh. Luxury. That's something I could get behind. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Right. Come on, we've delayed it long enough. Let's frackin' do Let's, this. Let's uh, jump right into Callie's funeral. I'm sorry, Calandra Henderson Tyrrell's funeral. Now, I have a question. If yes. she's Calandra, are you Kalandra? Yeah, that's definitely how that works. Okay, Because cool. there's, it's like, it's like Russian names where you can only have like one form. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm going to call you Kalandra from now on. Uh, good luck getting your mouth around that after your second beer. That's what she said. <laughs> Just good luck getting your mouth around that generally. <laughs> That's what she said. Hey. Um, anyway, so Kaylandra, let's go. Uh, so Chief, it sounded a little at first like he's he wrote some beautiful speech to deliver for this moment. And then I think he's just like reading out of whatever the Bible is in this universe. Like, I think he's just reading someone else's words yeah very passionately i feel like at funerals sometimes people suck like if they've got a priest who doesn't really know them like i was thinking i saw a certain funeral on the l word recently do you remember that it doesn't matter is it were you very sad and i was disappointed very about sad it? and disappointed about yeah it. very sad that's a plot point i do recall that's uh-huh. why i have a hard time finishing the fracking series yeah fair point um and that point where the priest is saying all this stuff about her growing up and finding a good man and then one of the other characters stands up and says she's gay and just storms out and i was like correct that's completely that's correct. the only correct response that's the only correct way to do it speaking of the L also word, if nobody stands up and shouts she's gay at my funeral even just like for no reason i'll be sad great okay so if you die before me I promise to do that. I want you to know what I like. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. It's so sad. Oh. And it's such a good segue back into the episode. But I don't want to forget what I realized by watching The L Word, which is that Michael Hogan's wife was the badass judge in Crossroads. Yeah, we just found that out. Which I'm sorry we didn't know that in the episode, but I was watching the L word because she plays his wife. They they're actually the parents of of one of the characters. Oh my god! And they play, and so I saw him in the credits. It was of like course. Michael Hogan, Susan Hogan, and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And then I just jumped on Google. I was like, holy shit! A that's adorable that they played a couple on the L word together. 
Well, also they were cute. also filming in Canada around that time, yeah, yeah. which is why we there's discovered so many there's things. a bajillion Battlestar so many. L word I've crossovers. I've seen like 10 already. Which is still fascinating to me because there are no gays in space. Well, well. I mean, a lot of them don't play gay characters, although Rekashama does, uh, Racetrack does. No, no, Cat, Cat. 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 Very, very oh. gay. Very gay. She hooks up with Shane and she's not wearing a bra. And I'm like, wow, we should see more of this in BSG. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh anyway, so shout out to Susan Hogan. Sorry we did it's Susan, I think. Sorry that we did not realize in Crossroads everybody. Yeah, she's but great. that's a really and I cute love fact. like I love actor couples. This is so cute. It's precious. Like, especially like because they're not you know, like A-list famous. They're mm. just like, they like make their living and they're great at what they do, but probably they can go to the grocery store without getting mobbed. And I just, there's Unless something about there. that life that I love. Oh my Yo, God. That's what I always say when like people like, what about singing? What would you want to achieve? And I'm like, oh no, I don't at all want to be famous. I just want to be like singing the vocal track for, for a hip hop artist and no one knowing who I am. Or like if you got recognized like once a week, once a month, something like that. Yeah. It's still too much, but fine. Like, that's how famous... <laughs> I don't want to be famous. Or, like, Shelly, who did my birthday. That would be a good amount of, like, mm. being known. as like, you're locally As's known local, in a New York Local famous scene. is the best. Yeah, because then it's, like, you're so in touch with the people who you, you know, anyway. So You get, like, hooked up. Yeah. Probably at your favorite bars. Oh, sorry. I already drank a lot of my beer. You did. I need it. I need it to be fair. Um, I didn't know we were going to need so much beer for this episode. You should have known. (laughs) Yeah, it's probably for the best. I'm very stressed, so continue. We're going to get through it. Um, Who else is stressed? Chief is stressed. He has to say goodbye to all the people like you have to do at a funeral Mm -hmm. and has this really awkward exchange with Tori and Ty where he just... Honestly, though, he just kind of like grabs their hands and looks at them and they're like, everyone's going to know we're Cylons. <laughs> That's a bit extreme. Overreact much? And they then like, we'll get to it. But then later it's like they all are going and having secret meetings with each other every day and they're visiting him in his quarters. And that seems way more out of character than like, Sorry, your wife is dead. We are at the funeral. This is an appropriate time to speak. Mm. Mm. Well, him and Ty have things in common now, you know. This is true. And he Being, was having an affair feel, with Tori. Feeling at least somewhat responsible for your wife's death. I slash mean, maybe Ty's a little more responsible. Your wife. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> similar. Oh, also, can we just shout out to Tori who whispers to Rosalyn, why do they have to do these things at dawn? And I was like, Tori, you fracking killed this woman. Does it kill you <laughs> to get up at dawn? Like, it's such a good line. And I actually missed it the first time I watched it's it. It's very subtle. But it's so good. It's like, okay. It's like a different kind of, like, this whole thing about her not feeling guilt. It's like, that's just too far, though. Like, it's, yeah, she went from, like, from normal seemingly <laughs> human person to like stone cold killer <laughs> pretty quickly <laughs> i like it i like it too but it's just she's really leaning into this whole silent thing mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, why do they have to have these things at dawn things you do not say at funerals especially at funerals ever. of the person that, that you, you murdered <laughs> 
Kaylee and Lisa's life facts, life lessons. (laughs) Emily Post probably has a whole section on this. (laughs) (laughs) So Ty, I guess, leaves the funeral and goes to visit Six, which apparently he's been doing a lot of. Mm -hmm. Uh, wouldn't you they keep calling her it it again which is like a choice that's made in certain episodes um and this time the reason is she apparently had requested to see Hera and he came to tell her in person like your request has been denied was it denied because she's not allowed to see Hera was it denied because no one knows where Hera is I think probably the second where is Hera Hera watch 2019 (laughs) (laughs) I'm interested to know who is taking care of the child (laughs) also I feel like we need to address this Kaylee your cleavage looks amazing it's staring right at me I didn't even realize yeah I was just like wow I'm not used to that I'm very usually, distracted by your boobs. Usually I've got more of a t-shirt situation That's going fine. on. I'm just, I just wanted to let you know that across from me, I'm just, I just keep my eyes drawn. It's not my fault. No, it's, uh, I'm, I'm flattered, Great. honestly. I'm sorry for everybody who can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> usually you're the one who, who's With the like, cleavage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. You've got, well, you've just got more to offer than I do in that department. It's fine. We're all beautiful <laughs> the way that um, the gods made us. beautiful. No uh, the gods, the god, say. God thinks you're perfect. No. Let's join a cult. Yes. Let's start a cult. Love cults. Uh, I also just listened to more about Nexium because I cannot get enough. So it's been a very cult heavy day oh, for wow. me with this episode yeah. and all of that. Yeah. Well, there's a behind the bastards on it that I never actually listened ah, to. I think that's where I like, I think I listened to that before I listened to the podcast and I'm glad you like behind the bastards. Oh, it's fun. I haven't listened to all that much of it, but it's, it's very it's a lot funny. Of fun. Yeah. I like his, he's very just like, yep, everything's fucked. Uh, and he is just has a really like interest. I'm just want to know more about him and be his friend. He seems to have had a very, I think you'd be life. a really fun guest on that show. Me too. I keep trying to tell him. I'm like, Hey, Robert Evans. Hey, Hey, hi. I'm a totally hey. normal person who wants to talk about murder with you. Of course. I think I'm funny <laughs> and I'm a big fan of your podcast and I always send him like little correction corners because he often says things about Australia that are wrong. I tweeted him a lot of things about Australia. I'm like, excuse me, sir, you were wrong. <laughs> Which is fine. I like it when people tell me I'm wrong too. It's about learning. Yeah, you guys can tell us we're wrong whenever. Please tell us we're wrong. Uh, somebody wrote, Lindsay wrote in um, about also hearing that Callie requested to be written off the show. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, so it was true because Ronald D. Moore did not make it sound like that. I think maybe that there's a lot of rumor and not a lot of like definitive answers, but I want to pull up the message. Okay. So Lindsay G uh, wrote us on Twitter and said, I had also heard the same thing about Nikki Klein. She asked to leave the show to become involved in Nexium. My source is someone who didn't work on BSG when it aired, but has since worked with former members of the cast. So maybe it's a little of column A and a little of column B, or maybe when RDM recorded the podcast, he was trying to protect Nikki's career. Either way, I heard the same thing. Okay, thanks, Lindsay. Also, who is this Battlestar Galactica cast members that you speak of? And may we meet them? Uh, you yes. have a beautiful bed recording studio all ready for them. So um, we we still didn't 
even get to uh, Ellen Ty. Ellen Ty! Who... Uh, We're uh, very excited to see who perfectly... This is so well done. And so does Ronald D. Moore think. And um, she's perfect. It's great. Well done in terms of like... At first, when you saw it, you thought they had like digitally put her face in over six body. They must have like, the same wig. No, or something. she just looks that great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was like, is that her decolletage? Decolletage is that the word? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, that's actually Ellen's. Yeah. They both rock that she black jumpsuit. Looks fit, <laughs> keeping it tight. <laughs> had to. Um, but yeah, so Ty is hallucinating and seeing Ellen speaking to him when uh, it's really sick speaking to him. There's great editing, I, I think, in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and fascinating that they would have probably filmed those entire scenes with both actresses. That's fun. Yeah, it's great. Um, Ronald D. Moore said it was great. And that people, when they heard that she was going to be back on the show, were like speculating and thought it was a flashback. And so it was like quite a good surprise. Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Because this show does love a flashback. They do. Don't you know? (laughs) They do. (laughs) So uh, Ty and Tori have now a very secret meeting where they just go to Terrell's room Mm. uh, to talk to him. So several things about this scene. Yes. Firstly, it was extended before this. Uh, so it is a bit longer in the deleted scenes version. One thing I love about it is that Colonel Ty is the one to go and change the baby because I for sure thought it was going to be Tori. And so in the extended scenes, you were scenes, so ready to actually, be mad. I was so ready to be mad. And then it's Ty who goes and does it. And actually, in the extended version, you see him changing the baby oh. and being like, "What did you eat?" And I'm like, "Yes, Ty, take it." Which care is of really child. funny because they um. There was some previous episode when Ellen was still with us mm. where he was like, oh, you don't want me and me and Ellen being parents. Yeah. Talking so about it was very adorable. Whoever. And I loved seeing Ty with the baby. And I am disappointed that they deleted that. The other thing that's really funny is that Colonel Ty's costume has Admiral badges on it. Uh, and he's like, Ronald Moore on the podcast is like, so some people have commented and said that <laughs> Colonel Ty has Admiral badges on. Well, I mean... You know, if you follow the clues back, it might lead you to who the final Cylon is. Da 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 da. You should go on the internet forums and talk about it. And then he's like, or the costuming department just made a mistake. But that's way less fun. He's <laughs> 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 just like so aware of how much people just like overanalyze shit. Oh my God. Oh, it's so, so good. I think about that all the time with TV shows where, like, especially in podcasts like this where we spend just like so much time analyzing every stupid little detail and it's like what did the writers mean with this one (laughs) and like that nothing they just threw it in for no reason um i went to the brooklyn museum today so i had a meeting there and because of my lovely lovely job which i'm so grateful for i was like so i have this meeting with the brooklyn museum but also i've never been so i'm just going to spend the next two hours after that meeting going to the brooklyn museum amazing and my boss is like yeah that seems fine <laughs> it's legitimate good boss yeah mm-hmm. great boss uh shout out to noah uh but and brendan is also my boss but it was noah who was like yeah that's fine uh anyway one of the exhibits uh was a photographer called oh shit now i'm gonna forget it it was a photographer and there was a photo that he had and it was of a black man and a white woman both holding chimpanzees from the zoo and there was this whole bit about how people had been looking into it like, oh my God, blah, 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 blah. It's this, it means this. And he's like, no, I just, it was just a good picture. 
Like that's literally it. Just like chill the fuck out. I didn't mean anything by it. I'm just looking for a good photo. But I think the reverse is also so often true where an artist or a writer will put an intense amount of time into some something that just gets completely glossed over yeah, by for sure. by the fans. So. I like the death mm. of the author theory, which like kind of doesn't work with our podcast. You know what I'm talking about. I do not. Oh, it's like when art is put into the world, it's like you it's up for your interpretation there's a better definition but it's like up for your interpretation regardless of whether the author is there it's like whatever it is and whatever you see is there even if the author would come in and be like oh it's not there yeah so like for example with this thing it's like if people see it in there even though like obviously it was a mistake it's like ultimately like you can infer whatever you want from that it's a really interesting like i think that's the way that most media analysts view art it's like you don't view it as if you could go and like talk to Ronald D. Moore and say, hey, what about this thing? You just kind of like what you see is what it is. Yeah. So whatever we see in these episodes, that's so the version of the art what I'm that we experience is that Gator is gay. Uh, yeah. I think yeah, that cool. confirms it. Yeah, absolutely. Death of the author. Continue. Death of the author. Gator is gay. Uh, so... Yeah, Tyrrell's having like a whole meltdown where he's questioning if any of his memories are real and uh, he's kind of got like, Tori and Ty are representing, I think, both extremes of like what he might be, like Ty is very, no, we're still the same men and what you're feeling is human and da 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 and Tori's like, we're Cylons, we're We're amazing, we're perfect, we're strong enough to do murder, embrace it. Yeah, she's really, as I said, leaning into the Cylon thing. One more thing I will say, because it's in my notes here, because this is apparently when the uh, t- credits are running. Why is Rekha Sharma still a guest star? She has yeah. a bad agent. Uh, is that an agent thing? I'm pretty sure. Because, like, I'm pretty sure that it's a thing that your agent negotiates is whether or not you're in the credits, like, as a star. Yeah, because I think there all the other... Aren't all the other new Cylons uh, officially in the credits. Yeah. And she's mm. just a guest star. So I think she's got a bad agent. It's funny. Like, um, I think there's really interesting laws around that. I know for the superstar episode of Buffy, they wanted to put, um, Oh God, what's his name? Jonathan. Uh, he's really great at lots of things. And I should, Danny strong, Danny strong. Uh, he, they wanted to put him in the credits uh, as like a, um, the star, because like, that's the joke of the episode. Spoilers, I guess. Um, although th- those credits are amazing where he's just like, Oh, it's brilliant in them, but they couldn't put him as in the credits because of like the legal. Oh, like, there's a lo- yeah. There's like a lot of stuff that's like a part of that. And obviously there's the Tara thing. Well, um, but with, yeah. And so they had to just put him as a special guest star, like the first thing after they finished doing the normal cast, even for an episode like that, which like the whole joke was that like, He's been inserted in. They weren't allowed to do it. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know anything about the details. If of any of that. our listeners do, please call in. Yeah, because it Sharma. feels like Rekha Sharma is being snubbed. Yeah. Actually, we should just ask her to tell us because she's she follows us on Twitter. She did. If we haven't mentioned it before, which I absolutely know that we have. <laughs> Maybe um, more than once. Rekha Sharma follows They us had Twitter. some kind of meetup in California today where she and James Callis and uh, somebody else were like selling donuts to raise money or something. What? 
Donuts and Battlestar, and it was in Santa Monica, and we're in Brooklyn. So so close, but so far. If anyone was there, let us know. But also, Rekha, come on. I'm going to, I think we should tweet her and ask her about it. Maybe. Yeah. She seems friendly. She does seem friendly, and she seems, um, you know, how some actors are just very like, yes, I was on this TV show. Yes, it was amazing. Yes, I'm going to embrace it, and I'm going to keep talking about it forever. Yeah, I, I think a that. lot of the Battlestar people seem like that. Like, For they're sure. accessible. All right. Uh, 39,675 survivors in space. Then we have the scene that was misleading for you on the DVD menu. And do you know what else is really fun about this scene is apparently, and this I'm very upset, Ronald D. Moore, if you're listening, shaking my head. He's obviously listening. He's obviously listening. Hanging on our every word. Exactly. Uh, this scene was supposed to also have head guys in it. <gasps> and then they actually shot it. And then they didn't I put it in the deleted scene. I ran out of breath scene. to do more shock. I know. And how amazing would that be? And in Ronald D. Moore's like, yeah, everybody was like, whatever. I'm like, I, give me head Gaius while Rekashama is like fracking, pulling out his hair and pulling on his pee-pee at the same time. I assume that's what she's doing. Well, maybe she's just like grabbing I think, his yeah, balls. Yeah, she was like, do you want me to pull in your pee-pee? <laughs> it's the sexiest <laughs> thing that... Yeah, that's how that's how that's how it works. No, I want I very much want a Tori Gaia's head Gaia's threesome. I want Ooh, that very much. Me too. I want <laughs> I just want a Gaia's Gaia's threesome. Well, now I know what I'm dreaming about tonight. <laughs> it is still a fun scene, I think. It is still a fun scene, but uh, it would have been more fun with head Gaia's. She wakes him up by pulling starting to pull his hair out and there's a great exchange where like the first thing he says is dear gods and she's like gods <laughs> I thought there was only one um it is very good he's like what are you doing she goes pulling one hair from your head at a time <laughs> like, that's a totally normal thing totally to do. normal um and it's just it's they don't get very far but it's i think it's a pretty kinky scene She's uh, like, I think it should have gone for there's longer. There's pain, and then the if you and experience pleasure at the same time, like the wires get crossed. And, and he's like excited, but also very confused, but also very excited. Like yes and no. I the way he played the scene made me feel like Gaius Balter is somebody who would tell you he was super kinky, and then you would get with him, and he'd be like. I want to make love to you. Yeah, like softly while you cry. (laughs) (laughs) I want to fuck you sweetly. I'm so glad you know that song. (laughs) Don't always have to fuck her hard. In fact, sometimes that's not right. (laughs) Sometimes you got to make some love and... Fucking give us some smooches too. Sometimes you got to squeeze. Sometimes you got to say please. Sometimes you got to say, hey, I'm gonna fuck you softly. I'm gonna screw you gently. I'm gonna hump you sweetly. I'm gonna ball you. Discreetly. Next karaoke duet. It's 
actually, I have not thought about that song in a minute. And that song is fucking excellent. And I actually know it by heart because I loved Tenacious D for a moment. There. Oh, they're so much fun. They're so I'm not going to cook it, but I'll <laughs> order it from Zanzibar. It's so it's good. It's a great song. It's, it's a, a great song. song. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> we just need to find the sheet music and take it into yes. Sid Gold's and be like, we'd like to request this I song. think whoever was on that night would be game that's mm. what i think she's a night guy i don't remember his name he's nice though who's n- who's not nice at sid gold's it's n- true it's what a true. what a gem if you're ever in new york on a tuesday <laughs> 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 all right they do there is an interesting moment here where tori is the one who's suggesting like Hey, uh, da da da, one true god, and somehow sh- there's logic that doesn't make sense that lands her at. So we're perfect, right? And because God loves us, so we're perfect. And Gaius is like, no, we're not perfect. No, no, no. And then, <laughs> like thirty minutes from now, he's going to um completely take credit for her idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to point that out. Um, doesn't sound like Baltar at all. <laughs> uh, also, pretty in line with Baltar's character. Uh, these guys break in the Sons of Ares, and they're attacking. And Tori is not at all concerned and does not want to stop what they're doing. But um, kind of has a kink, to at maybe. some point. That there's like that's an extreme level of um voyeurism or something like uh, with violence. I don't know. Uh, anyway. There's something going on there that's not too unrelated to Kaylee's kinks, but it's fine. <laughs> Sorry, I just now everything's your kink to me. Yeah, I still okay. So that there's a bonus episode that we still have to do where I want to break down every Battlestar Galactica characters like kinks and they're like where they would. F- fit as like a a top or a bottom and like i think it would be a lot of fun it would be but it might have to be a project for a long distance project oh for sure yeah because we are we're gonna be struggling to get through this season we're gonna do fine we're gonna record a lot of episodes this week yep i have a whole calendar planned out for us actually wow see this is why we work well together i do my homework okay so the guys break in they're beating up all the women gaius hides behind a pole like he's a looney tunes character (laughs) um and they are on these guys are on some kind of time crunch i guess they know that someone's gonna come and stop them so they all run out of the room and they're like we're coming back for you guys baltar (laughs) meters on the playground at three um so yeah cheese just on the playground at three <laughs> he wouldn't do it he's too chicken so um then chief is working on this raptor and having flashbacks of callie just like i think it's supposed to be sad and it's just i have no sympathy for him nope. still uh and racetrack comes up and is like hey ready to go and he's like yep i don't need to check anything i was just working on get, so get right into this raptor um two things firstly <laughs> there's a joke in the Battlestar galactica cast to like that something exciting always happens when racetrack takes a raptor <laughs> or when she's on <laughs> it's like an ongoing joke like oh going with the racetrack cool something's gonna happen <laughs> also ronald d moore when watching this scene was like <laughs> 
I told them to just chill on the crash, but like, because it didn't seem right that it, there was such a big crash and they survived. It's enormous. And he was like, I told them to chill, but they didn't. So like, truthfully, they wouldn't have survived that, honestly. Okay. Every concern that I had about this episode, I feel like Ronald D. Moore acknowledges, which he I also, appreciate. I think, talked about the random guy walking in that scene where it's like so not it a is the worst digital animation that we've seen on Battlestar Galactica so bad. and I don't know why they included it except that maybe they were the only thing I can imagine is that they were halfway done working on it and they were like the episode's due you gotta turn it in no <laughs> time to fix it it looks like like the mock-up that you do before yeah the it's real not good. thing it's not good I don't know I don't know how that world works but it is it's they've given us much better special effects yes before i mean i think it would have been why was it necessary to have a guy walking and waving to the raptor it's silly yeah um all right so we are back in baltar's lair we find out because gaius can read the like ancient text that they spray painted on the wall Mm -hmm. that these guys call themselves the sons of aries which um some of them were dressed a little like aries from xena and nice. if y'all watch xena which i thought was kind of funny because xena is definitely on my to watch list aries is an amazing character there's something a little gaius like about aries on xena anyway mm-hmm. uh six is like the old gods die hard and points to this lady who gaius goes over to and he's like oh what's your name well, it starts with an m right and she's like Lily. He's like, yes. He's John Edwards. He's <laughs> John so Edwards. So perfect. He's just, he's every version of every shitty guy and he's so brilliant at it. Uh, and she is praying to one of the gods, the god of healing. And he's kind of, I guess, has a moment here where he's like, if I am a cult leader who believes in the one true god, like how hard do I have to come down on old ladies who are praying to old gods? <laughs> Um, oh my god he's just so perfect in this scene <laughs> he just like goes in and he's like no 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 apparently there's supposed to be like something oh about, the riot yeah yeah this is yeah. what happens right now right uh yeah we have a, the whole meltdown from chief nah. which we can just skip we'll skip it yep uh this whole scene is supposed to be like jesus in the temple <laughs> And it's so good. And and James Callas is so perfect. So he, I feel like they instructed him to just ad lib before he got into the room. So he says, we want justice, not these stupid old gods, (laughs) which is, it's such a terrible line that I think it's brilliant. Like there's no (laughs) way someone specifically Jane Espenson wrote that down on a page. Like that's just James Callis being James Callis, and I love but it. But he's so good. And then he comes in, and all like he just starts. It's actually kind down. of precious that they're not violent at all. He's just like, <laughs> I'm gonna throw your cup of like matches, <laughs> and I, I'm gonna throw your little uh, idol on the floor. Be a house of prayer, <laughs> but you'll have needed a den of thieves. I believe I promise. We That's would terrible. get you every episode or every song from Jesus Christ Superstar before this was over, and we are living up to our word. <laughs> it's getting there. Um, he's uh, trying to make a lot of logical points while throwing a silly little tantrum. He's like, Zeus was a serial rapist, and this other god was like <laughs> born out of his head, and that doesn't make any sense. Whoa! 
It's the silliest riot I've ever seen. It's my favorite riot. <laughs> so, um, also good is Adama talking about his favorite book, The Sea Rider Falcon, which he he's never, never finished. Because it's too good. He doesn't want it to be over. Like, I totally feel you on that, Adama. Like, there's a part of me that wished. I had still Harry Potter to read or Buffy to watch. There's somebody in the Buffy group who's never watched the final episode. Oh, yeah, I saw they that. they don't want it to be over. And I was because like, something happens to their favorite character and they know about it and they don't ever want to see it. Oh, so I can guess their favorite character must be one of two people. <laughs> Spoilers for Buffy 20 years later. Except that I'm not going to say it just in case because sometimes just- people talk about Battlestar Galactica on podcasts like pop culture podcast and i'm like ah and like no. skip forward a whole bunch actually it does surprise me how often it comes up mm. people love to make a cylon reference they do mm-hmm. and so i've been very careful you're so good i try uh so there's this moment where adama offers to carry Rosalind's bag and you could th- just the way mary plays everything she's kind of like I'll allow you to carry my bag. It's so good. That's like me She's when so I let perfect. men open the door for me. I'm like, I'll allow it. But if I open the door for you, you better fucking walk through it. Right? It's a, I don't mind the door being open for me. And I, I just like it when people open the door for each other. I don't like it when someone makes a weird effort to go a, way out of their way around a car to open the door for me when I'm like very... Capable of opening a door. Yeah. Another thing that's really interesting is some men who are raised a certain way will walk on the side of the road with mm. the cars, which like I totally get. And especially people like uh, from different kinds of backgrounds that sure. are more traditional. Yes. And it's like how they were raised. And so it's polite, but like, it's still a little bit like, okay, I'll, but I'm the same. I'm like, I'll allow you to do this because I understand it's how you were raised. But also it's like come it's very steeped in patriarchal values of like women needing to be taken care of. Yeah. So okay. Rosalind calls Gaius's cult the girly groupie sex whatever they are. It's just like every cult who thinks he's a god. We could call Nexium that. We could indeed. Uh she has this conversation with Adama about how if like he becomes an actual, if his religion becomes an actual thing, uh, they're going to have to be the ones dealing with like a religious debate within the fleet. Mm. Uh, anyway, she's decides she's going to go see him in his cell. Uh, but she says, I want him to see me. I know. It's just great. an iconic line. Um, Ty goes to visit six again, or maybe he's still there. Uh, and asks how it felt to have murdered all those people. And, and she's like, I don't know. How did it feel to murder your wife? Whoa. Boom. Not actually what she says, but yes. Um, she's she's kind of like offended that he thought that she wouldn't feel that at all. But also like they really did like the most the most genocide. Like it's a reasonable question. Oh, yeah, for sure. She yeah. definitely did a genocide. Yeah. Yeah, so much of it. Um, but she says, like, y- you and I were not different. And Ty's response is to have the guys point their guns at her. So clearly that um, is a sore spot. Mm. <laughs> I think he's really, really wondering if she can tell. 
And that's why he keeps going Oh, back. for sure. Yeah. He wants to know if she can tell. And she does say some stuff where you're like, maybe she can. Yeah, could be. Mm. Um, or maybe she would catch on because he's coming to see her every day all of a sudden for no reason. <laughs> um, and then it shifts and it's Ellen again. And she's like, are you asking for forgiveness? And it's it's actually a really like touching weird scene hmm. uh Rosalind goes to visit Gaius and she's like hey hey look at me look at me oh my god it's look so good me. though she's so I'm wearing a wig. good I'm wearing a wig because I'm dying mm-hmm. look at my eyes mm-hmm. look how my eyes look half dead and um, she's like you know what happens to dying people mm-hmm. they don't care about morals anymore yeah or laws or laws <laughs> <laughs> I got a short amount of time on this earth and I have the same moral compass anymore. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, do you, but like, just know that that's the case. And she's like, oh, by the way, did you think you were going to get locked in this cell for a long time? Because we're letting you go. Like, good luck, <laughs> good luck out there. Stay safe. It's been great <laughs> for you so far. Uh, and we have this horrible scene where Adama n- meets Chief at Joe's. Mm, um, my God, it's horrible. We can skip that one too. We're not going to skip every scene with Chief. Can we not? <laughs> to to be fair, actually, <laughs> Ronald D. Moore was like, oh, he does so well in this episode. And I'm just like, I hate him. He does do well in this episode. His Ugh. performance is great, but it's still sucks. his character is just like horrible. Horrible. It's comp- like I get that it's complicated, but I'm just tired of Chief because he gets so much fracking airtime mm. and like. He is really low on the list of characters I want to see on screen every episode for multiple scenes. Like, yeah, like just... I was really hoping it would settle down and then he was a silent. I'm like, frack. <laughs> <laughs> now he will be there. No, they were just amping it up. Ugh. Um, but yeah, this scene is brutal. He at first has like a vision of Adama being like, guess she couldn't stand being married to a Cylon and being the mother of a half breed and uh it's obviously Adama's not actually saying that no I um, mean we're getting a lot of these scenes now it's sort of like when you see it you just are like oh yeah that's another one of those yeah 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 for sure uh but um he kind of loses his mind like Adama's trying to be very genuinely supportive um and he is li- like you know what so many of us uh just took the best of limited options and we settled and I settled for the boiled cabbage stench of her. It's pretty terrible. And we can, yeah, as I said, happy to skip it. I also just like, for those of you listening at home, I did this thing where I put my alcohol, my hard liquor in a place where like my bed is up against it so that I cannot easily access it for moments just like this. It does work (laughs) because I just tried to access it at a 120% cut. I was like, can the bottle fit in that gap? No, the answer is no, it cannot. But I feel like there's a little bottle. I'm going to try for it while you talk about the next scene. Okay. Sounds good. Um, I do want to mention that he kind of brings up Boomer at this point as someone he actually loved and would have actually liked to be with victory. Uh, which we had a whole conversation previously about whether Chief was still thinking about Boomer. And uh, I think he has been this whole time. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Also, some really great background acting in this episode. I'm going to finish my beer first. 
Okay, so for those... Okay, so I'm drinking Navy Strength Four Pillars Gin. Necessary. Guys, it's been... It's, look, it's stressful. It's a stressful time. Mm-hmm. I've been go, go, go. Kicking goals, but go, go, go. And this stop, stop, stop for this episode is not helping. Nope. So we have another ridiculous quorum scene with Leodama being Leodama. Um, but also, again, still making some fair points where... It's very conflicting. Rosalind is like, we're making this rule against uh, public assembly, I guess, which we're really only applying to Baltar sure, and his followers. Sure, Umbridge. <laughs> exactly what Professor Umbridge did. And then the Quidditch teams were disbanded. But this is also like people being like, oh, we're making these rules about religion because Muslims. And then when it happens for other people, they're like, oh, but what? And you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, it's just for one type of group. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a it's a very slippery slope. She's not wrong to be concerned about Gaius being a cult leader. She's not wrong at all. He's already a cult leader. But at what point are they sacrificing too much like yeah. within their society? Yeah. Um Tori is right next to her kind of just clenching her jaw cuz now she is drinking that Baltar Kool-Aid. Yeah. Yep. Um You know what they say? Nope. What I, did, I really want to know, but I really want to know what they say. I want to know so bad. <laughs> Wait, I'm trying to think of a joke. <laughs> Once they go, Gaius, you'll never want to try us. <laughs> Once they go, Baltar, you'll never alter. You'll never alter. <laughs> Damn it, you took the words out of my mouth. You're welcome. Me thinking on the fly after two beers. It's been a week. I'm hilarious. We're hilarious. Have me on your podcast, Robert Evans. I like that we thought of the same thing. We are truly one brain. Cheers. We also cheers exactly the same time. You didn't see it. Just one person. I just put Kaylee as my US contact on my visa form. It's beautiful. (laughs) What What a beautiful friendship this has flourished into and to think neither of us are very good at making friends no quite bad exceptionally (laughs) bad at it actually you know how to make a friend start a podcast with some random person from the internet it could have gone so badly (laughs) it could have No, I think that when we had our first meeting at a bar with a woman dancing naked on it, I but think it, was it was like a fine. biker bar. I know it's not so with great like about a goth it. stripper. It was great. It, it was, was great per- after a Buffy event. <laughs> it was nothing has ever been more perfect. <laughs> Truthfully, <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, so Leodam is gonna uh challenge the president's whatever. Who cares? The we quorum don't care. is gonna whatever. Nepotism, politics, blah blah blah. <laughs> uh, six weeks up to Ty, like creepily smiling at her because he's looking at Ellen. <laughs> he's like, ooh. <laughs> so six and Ty have another intense conversation where he's also seeing Ellen half the time. Um, and she's like, "You think I don't feel pain? I want the pain. The pain is how I learn. I True. learn because." True. There's this, like, I killed everyone, but also I fell in love with, like, one dude and I learned about mortality. Hey, uh, this is just like John Smith. Pocahontas? N- I, yeah, I, I thought that's what you're going for, <laughs> but... 
He's like, oh, we're just we're just killing these people who don't matter. And he's like, oh, okay. oh my god, I'm in love with this one human. Although then, to be fair, he changes his mind. Although that's what she did. She was like, yay, genocide. And then she was like, oh, but I love this one person. And then she's like, maybe we shouldn't genocide. And then everyone's like, be gone. And that's kind of the same. It's Pocahontas. Basically, it's- Battlestar Galactica is Pocahontas. Uh, true words have never been spoken. <laughs> <laughs> Six is John Smith. <laughs> You didn't see that one coming, did you? The connections that are made. All of this has happened before and all of it will happen again. That's all I'm saying. That's true. Anyway, she's like, it's Ellen giving this whole speech until she drops the name Guys Baltar and then it switches back to six. And it's it's the editing here again is really funny. Um, And Ty's like, like, I don't want to hear anything about fucking Guys Baltar. What he actually says is, we're not going to talk about the fragile body of Gaius Frecken Baltar. <laughs> and it's one of my favorite lines, which is why oh, I wrote it down so I could I repeat it, it here. Um, I, just, I just remembered the gist of it. Well, so we see his eye cavity in this scene and oh, I hate gross. it. I yeah. hate it so much. Okay. Um, the hottest club in town mm-hmm. is Gaius Baltar's lair. Of course it is. Only 12 people can enter at a time. Oh my God, there's a bar in Melbourne just like that. <laughs> I'm not joking. There is a bar in Melbourne with 12 seats. You know, people love that shit. I used to work. This used to be my thing. People love shit they can't do. If you're like, <laughs> if you're like, oh my God, join our club, join our club. You're like, no. And if you're like, this is a very exclusive thing. They're like, oh my God, how can I get in? I'm like, mm, not sure if you can though. Oh, is that how you get people into shapers? That's how I get people into everything. Nice. I mean, shapers, like actually that is, the case and it is coveted but that's not my is it thing, right it is well, like, i wasn't interested until you're you too said, old um, yeah was... you're too old kaylee ow i know i know i'm sorry but it's true facts yes but <laughs> I, I wasn't know prepared for the sting of <laughs> that. i'm too old Jesus too fuck. i mean i think you have to be in before you're 30 okay so i'm also the old i'm on the old end i'm in my last year but um no it's true people love shit they can't attend yeah, because they're too old, apparently. Yeah. So, uh, all but right. You're beautiful and your cleavage is wonderful. Thank you so no much. Problem. My old lady cleavage. Your old lady cleavage is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys can't, guys can't get in to his That's own lair. That's what she said. Sorry. Continue. To his own lair. And another chick is trying to be like, well, I'll go out so he can come in. Uh, and that's not allowed either, apparently. And um, Six encourages him to protest. Mm. Uh, and she's like, no, you won't get hurt, I promise. And then he gets punched and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, and then she lifts him up and he they show a scene without Six and he's being lifted up and it's very Fight Club. It is. And it's like, so. Spoilers we- for Fight Club. <laughs> it's too late now. <laughs> I'm sorry if you haven't seen the movie. He was Tyler Durden all along. <laughs> Continue. Um, so we we just listened to a bit of Ronald E. Moore talking about this episode where he admits that the scene, look, it looks too much like Six is actually moving him when you can't see her, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't think was their initial intention prior to the filming of it because it's always supposed to look like stuff that guys could be doing on his own tyler did um but in this there's something about the jacket like they poof up the jacket in the back so it really looks, looks like, like she's like grabbing him he's yeah. being like 
hoisted up. Um, anyway, there was apparently at the time a lot of hoo-ha on the internet about like, oh, Head wow. 6 has powers in the real world. And like, I, that's not what they were going for, apparently. Again, death of the author. Sure, she does. Sure. <laughs> uh, anyway, he gets beat up just enough to become a martyr without sustaining any like serious injuries when who comes in to save the day but Leah Dama. Yay! We had a vote and you can all go into your homes now. I'm here. <laughs> I'm just really confused by my notes because my last note just says, oh, book plot line. Okay. I thought it said boot plot line. <laughs> I was like, what boot plot line? I mean, no, um, sorry. I wanted to call this out. Line, but the book one or the boot one. I, I'm curious about the, the non-existent boot plot line. No, the book plot line is relevant. That's all Ronald D. Moore said. That's my last note. So I thought I'd share it because I think we've way past it. But okay. the book plot line with the Dharma and Rosalind is important. Interesting. Watch this space. Okay. So speaking of Dharma and Rosalind. Oh, this is maybe why this is. This She's having her treatment and they're talking about Lee and his like white boy. We must always uphold the law. The law is on our side mentality, which like the law is great when it works in your favor. Exactly. I don't. They're both right and they're both a little wrong. Should Alabama be holding up its laws right now? Hey, what now? Is it Alabama? Georgia? Louisiana? Were we talking about abortions? Because it's probably all of them. Yeah, yeah no. Hey anybody anybody who's like... Fun fact! Six weeks! Don't know you're pregnant! You don't know you're pregnant! Oh, wait, sorry, no, I'm not talking about so politics. Many. Everything this administration does is fine. Everything is fine. I, Everything is awesome. I could talk about... Somebody... I'm, I work with someone who is pregnant, and there were a couple of guys discussing, like how far along she was and one of them's like yeah i think she's probably like a month along like can you see she's pregnant no sweetheart yeah she didn't know she was pregnant a month along no that's not how any of this works no and she's not gonna tell you no for at least a couple of months after she finds out because miscarriage is very common my mom allegedly didn't realize she was pregnant with me until she was seven months uh because she was 17 and just not expecting to be pregnant. And she, I think often actually with teenagers, it doesn't show for like quite some time. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Especially as a teenager, you're not thinking well, as much about like. Uh, she has taken drugs and going to Pink Floyd concerts. She yeah. had no fucking idea. Yep. And then she was like, oh shit. All those drugs I took. Whoopsie daisy. It turned out great. Uh, you did. I can confirm. I like that you hesitated. <laughs> you're like uh oh, yeah did you? you did you did you did you're great you're great all right so uh, Rosalind's like sometimes the right thing is a luxury and she's not right she's not wrong uh correct but she's like i don't want to talk about this because i'm not supposed to get upset during my treatment so we can't talk about leodama didn't know that was a thing with chemo but sure uh well it's the space science version of chemo so okay yeah sure let's deloxin or something whatever yep uh and then we get some more papa dama bedtime stories (gasps) oh and so okay there's this moment where he's finally like okay we got to the part of the book i've never read before i'm gonna start reading the part now and he reads a couple of lines and Rosalind kind of like shuts her eyes and looks like she's like drifting off and he closes the book and he keeps talking 
And at first I was like, did he lie about <laughs> never finishing his favorite book and he actually has it memorized or what's happening? But um, apparently Jane Espenson, who wrote the script, has said um, this is a moment where Adama is speaking as himself. So it's Aww. kind of like Rosalind's got her eyes closed. We're not even sure if she's still awake. It's like in Adam's Family Values when Debbie's like, who is that man? That man who makes me quiver in my bodice? That bald man? And Fess is like, who? We watched Adam's Family Values together. I know you've seen it. Yeah. Debbie, the, the no, nanny? No, I know who you're talking about. Okay. I'm just a little at a loss as to why that particular film came up for you right now because she's reading the story and then she starts changing it and Got like it. making it about her life okay but also who it's doesn't exactly think about adam's like family that. values all the time <laughs> no just me i think about the thanksgiving play a lot oh my god it's so good it's quite brilliant and burn your village to the <laughs> anyway <gasps> um can i have a little gin yeah we need it um, anyway, yes, Jane Espenson was like, he is taking this moment to speak to Rosalind as if he's still reading, but he's not really still reading. Oh, it's precious. Um, and then Six, who has been beating up Ty to so he can gain clarity or whatever, is like, no, I made a mistake. It's not pain that you need. And then can I she just say something right here? Them. This is for... This is for Tori and, and Bolter and Six and Ty. There's a fine line between pleasure and pain. That's all the words I know, but it just felt right. <laughs> it's perfect. There's a fine, fine line between pleasure and pain. That gin is lovely. All right. So uh, Gaius, who's all bloody, is not going to take his moment as a martyr lightly he's gonna get up and make a speech to his congregation and is like something in the universe loves me and i'll call that thing god let's be real gaius thinks that everything in the universe loves him i mean yeah but also he's not wrong that's his whole mo but we do love him oh guys baldar so complex uh, he's giving this speech while we have a little montage of like what the other Cylons are going through. It's like Tori is in the room. Other Cylons? Uh, other Cylons besides Tori who is in the room watching the speech. Okay. <laughs> you are so ready to catch me. Uh-huh. Uh, um, and then we see Chief like spending quality time with his son while he like super intensely stares at him while the kid is playing with the toys. Your dad didn't do that. <laughs> uh, so we also see, well, we see Starbuck passed out over her star maps and Did everything. Did we see her? The, for two seconds. Oh, I missed that. That and was, that, I was but so then Sam, locked out. You could say, but <laughs> you could. A delicious beer that we thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, but then Sam comes in. So we're like touching base with all our new Cylons again. Mm. Uh, Sam comes in and like is watching her while she's sleeping. Uh, there's a lot of that going around. Mm. Um, 
And Gaius is doing the, if we don't love ourselves, how can we love others? If you can't spiel. love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get a hell yeah up in here? I'm not going to give you a hell yeah. Because RuPaul's problematic, but it's fine. Because RuPaul's problematic, but also because that sentiment is problematic for people who have mental illnesses oh, where they... On. No, I'm I'm serious. I've read a lot about this and I really believe it that like... If you're a person who doesn't have a lot of love for yourself and that is the thing that you hear over and over, you're like, cool, I guess I'm just never going to love myself or anyone else. And I also don't deserve love from other okay. people. So I hear you. But actually, when I was going through a really bad depression, I actually found RuPaul really helpful. And so I'm, I'm, I'm not anti, say I'm, I'm not, I wasn't even speaking I, specifically against RuPaul, RuPaul in that moment, even though, though yes, there are a lot problematic. of problems there. And I do have problems with RuPaul and transgender issues, for example, like it's a problem, but there's a lot of gatekeeping that's exactly. been happening there. And I don't like it from someone who should know better. But what I will say is that sentiment and that show, like I went through a really dark time and that idea of like, if you can't love yourself, how are you going to love somebody else? it actually was really good for me in the moment. And yeah. so I feel like this is what's really challenging is like, yeah, okay, maybe that's not for everybody. But for me, that was super helpful. That's and actually amazing. Melia is the person, my previous co-host who got me into that show. And that was really great for me when I was going through a bad time. So I'm sorry to anyone who that upset. No, it's, and I don't think we have to be like, I'm sorry that I love this thing because you don't love it. Like, I don't think we ever have to be at that point. Just like there that sentiment has gone so far past RuPaul and I for me personally I I think it's it can be dangerous for some people D dangerous is a strong word but it can be not the sentiment that some people need for sure all. and there are other things that like there are other sentiments that probably help some people that don't help me exactly uh, I think that's the case Damn it, why do we have so much to talk about? I'm trying to hurry this. We're too interesting and thoughtful. Exactly. <sighs> ah. Okay. Um, so we've checked in with all our Cylons. Gaius is really coming into his own as a cult leader, is taking credit for the idea that Tori came up with. Of and course. my last note is about Leodama listening to this speech and then huffing and puffing and walking out of the room because I think he thinks. He's the only one in the universe who's allowed to be perfect. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. All right. I'm going to give you some counts. Good. We got 15 fracks. We mm -hmm. got three from Ty, one from Roslyn, seven from Chief, one from Skulls, one from Gaius, and two from Brandy Harder, who is the chick that is uh, tasked with observing six in the room and calls her it oh yeah and i like I, that she has a name i looked her up because i felt like i'd seen her before and she has either been in previous episodes or will be in later episodes but she's featured enough to have a name and her name is brandy harder great the character that's the actual character's brandy name. harder yeah Yay. okay cool on and that we note, have Cy we have wait. cylons also we have, a, we have a good amount of six and i'm happy about it we do we've got some head six we've got some caprica six we've got all four of our newly hatched Cylons and baby Nikki bringing us to a total of six and a half. Great. Awesome. Now, we love you, but we have to go. And we... Follow us, find us, review you us, know. message you know us, you pay know us money. Yeah. Thanks. At this point, you know. Bye. It's a fine line between pleasure and pain. You've got